You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hockey! Yeah. Yeah. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome in to Judd's Hockey Show. Game two this evening. We are recording this on Tuesday afternoon. Wild and Vegas Golden Knights game two of their first round playoff series faces off at 9 p.m. Central Time. Zolgad and Declan Goff, as always, with you. We want to pre- preview the game. Um, but first, going back, Declan Goff, did you see the clip that the Wild, I believe, put out from their bench of when Erickson X <laughs> scored that goal? Yes, I did. And did you notice where 97 went? Right to the goalie. He jumped over the boards and waited and went towards his goaltender, Talbot. Mm-hmm. Everybody else went to pile on Yule Erickson Eck. Everybody else was going to be, oh, goal, score, goal, score, goal. Uh, 97, 24-year-old. Yes, sir. Superstar rookie. Yep. Said, you know what? I'm going to wait for the guy who gave us an opportunity to win this game. Yeah, very cool. That was very cool. And it was incredible. It again, I don't want to state this too much, but it again shows his hockey sense. Yes. Because uh, instead of just being like caught up in the moment, oh, we scored, we scored. He's like, no, man. Because we wouldn't have gotten, and he's right, to OT if it weren't for Cam. So it's just another sign of the fact that Kirill Kaprizov just totally gets it. And I love to see that. It was fantastic. Brief side story. Apparently a friend of the show, Marcus Foligno, was on Spit and Chicklets the other day, a Barstool Sports production. Great little hockey show there. Yeah, it's really good. And he was telling some Kaprizov stories, and apparently... uh, in the group text when the season started, you know, like when they were pairing up players and, you know, it was limited people in, you know, the practice facilities. And Kirill, I guess, when they first did that, was it with the taxi squad players? So, like, the, you know, there was just small groups that were allowed to practice, you know, because that was when COVID yep. restrictions were still at a pretty pretty heightened yep. uh, capacity. And apparently Kirill, who, like, hadn't texted at all and, like, texted in broken English, said after the first practice, said, I don't want to play with these bleep players. I want to play with best players. So the, <laughs> the dude, 100, and this is all from Felino too. It's a, it's a cool little clip, but um, it, he does get it. He absolutely understands his, his, where he should be in his role, and, and the dude's a pro. The dude's an absolute pro. He's just that good. He's damn good. He's that good. So game two tonight, mm-hmm. uh, Cam Talbot obviously is going to be back in goal for the Wild. I would imagine, despite the fact that um, that the Golden Knights rotated their goalies throughout the season, I've got to think that the Flower will be back in goal for the Golden Knights, correct? Uh, apparently, as we record this, I just saw in the Twitter feeds from from their practice that, yes, he was the first guy off morning skate, so he will most likely get the start. And Max Pacioretty... This is the important one. This is the one I'd be worried about. Is a game-time decision. I would be willing to bet money that that dude is a go. I bet he is a go. 
Mm-hmm. And I have thoughts. I have thoughts on this game. We'll get right should to we, them. Should we just go? Yeah, let's just go. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll just take the gloves I'll off. Just go right, I'll just go right now. I think the WoW get waxed in this game. I think the WoW get absolutely waxed in this really? game. Really? I think Knights are going to come off pissed off. Well, sure they are. And ready to go. And they put, what, 40-something shots on Cam Talbot, who looked good. Don't get me wrong. But I, I think they're going to come out pissed off that they weren't able to capitalize off that strong first period. I was on with our friend Lindsey Brown and, and on her radio station, CBS Sports Radio yeah, in Vegas, so my, yesterday. My invite must have got lost. Yeah, weird. I don't know. It, she it's must weird because I was, I was she texted emailing you with her. Yeah, you guys yeah got, I got a bunch of insight from her, but my I, my phone must have been off when she texted oh, me to man. go on her show. Yeah, man, weird. I don't know what's going on there. I'll have to let Lindsey know the next time I go on the show. Um, but uh, I, I, I thought a... throughout the course of the game, Vegas, weirdly enough, got away from themselves, Judd. I thought in the first period, they obviously dominated the game. That, that was that Anyone could have noticed that. I thought as the game wore on, they, they tried to like match the physicality that the Wild were trying to throw at them, which, by the way, it was weird that that physicality worked for the Wild because they're really just not a physical team. And I felt it's not that uh, Vegas was chasing the game games in the second and third because they still had plenty of shots. But I felt like they got away from it at periods of times. And I think they're just going to be ready to play the way they did in the first period for three in game two here on Tuesday evening. I think the WoW get waxed. That is just my prediction. I think they get waxed Hmm. and they come home with a series split. I have a second part, but I want your take before uh, I give that second part. I would pick the Golden Knights to win tonight. And playoff games certainly do uh, feature lopsided scores at times. But I'm going to say the Wild does not get waxed. Here's what so here's what we don't know because the series has not matured yet but what we don't know about this series and what I'm really curious to see tonight is all right what we saw on Sunday 1000% in the first period what we saw from the Golden Knights who came out flying and the Wild was just sort of flat and not great but part of the reason why and I think I told you this on the post game uh podcast and show that we did on Sunday. And we'll do that again tonight at probably midnight to 1 a.m., by the way. So love it. You ready for that? I love it. And so I thought in the opening 20 minutes of game one, what Vegas did was they obviously had taken notes on what the Wild did to them as far as things like the forecheck in the two games at the X, which I think were on May 3rd and 5th. And the Golden Knights did a really nice job of combating that by getting the puck out quicker they didn't allow the wild forecheck to establish itself at all in the first period. Instead of trying to make passes um, through their own zone up the center of the ice, which I absolutely hate. I despise that because it's just calling for danger. They used the boards to bank the puck out. They moved quickly. The wild came back and credit to Everson in the wild. In the second period, Minnesota came back. And as I believe was discussed on the telecast, they used their defensemen to help establish the forecheck to get in quicker and be heavier on the puck. Vegas didn't know that was coming. And so that sort of changed the flow and tempo of that game. So, and this is the thing that makes sports so much fun. What's the adjustment to the adjustment now? What does Vegas do? Because what the Wild found really in the last two periods of that game worked out pretty damn well. And of course, the... Um, OT before the goal was scored. So does Vegas now have an answer for that? And how, how much is the, the strategy is going to shift throughout the remainder of the series and especially tonight? Um, so both teams establish who they are and what they want to do. And I think to your point about the Golden Knights being more physical, I don't think that was them 
getting outside their game. Ryan Reeves was back, and he had missed 16 games. And keep in mind, the Vegas Golden Knights against the Eckline to start that game, and I believe to start at least the OT, or yeah, OT, used that Reeves line, which is their fourth line. Yep. When Ryan Reeves plays, the identity of the Golden Knights changes. They get a lot more physical, a lot more emboldened, and basically the thought process is if somebody screws with us now, they're going to have to take on Ryan Reeves. So I think that's their identity if he's playing. Um, but there's a lot of things tonight that I'm going to be curious to see as far as the flow goes, to see what the Golden Knights now do to adjust to what the Wild did after the first period on Sunday, which is what makes a playoff hockey a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I, I'm curious what the adjustments are. You know, the, the Wild played a, a, a solid game. I don't think they played an overwhelming game. Cam Talbot was just so money um, throughout the course of, of the game that, you know, he, he stood on his head and he, and he literally dragged the Wild to a win. You know, the Wild are fortunate that they got a win. Like, I, I think even 48 hours later, they're fortunate they got a win in game one. Yeah. Um, consider, all things considered. They really did. They got outshot heavily. They got outchanced heavily. Um, and that's playoff hockey sometimes. And look, these, these playoff games throughout the league have been awesome. I mean, they've been wildly entertaining. We've had a bunch of overtimes. We've had close games for the most part. Jordan Biddington, I think, is a clinically insane. But I guess that's not breaking news either. He's goalie, um, man. Old school goalie. He's nuts. He is nuts. Uh, but... I'm curious what happens in game two. My my second takeaway that I want to say in this preview is if if the Wild do figure out a way to win the night. So my gut tells me they're going to get waxed. That is that's my gut. My okay. gut tells me they're just they're going to get waxed. Okay. But my brain, my brain tells me if the Wild do win tonight, they win this series. I'm not saying it's over in four, but if they go up 2-0, hmm. they head back home. This oh. series is theirs. And and again, that's not necessarily you're up 2-0. You're halfway there. That means Vegas would have to win four of the next six to to take it from you. But I think if they win this series, they go back home, this series is locked in, signed, sealed, delivered, the Wild win the series. Interesting. That's where I'm at. So I I agree with you that the Golden Knights probably win tonight. I think it's going to be closer. Like, I think it's going to be a one or two goal game. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it very well could be actually a one goal game and, and then an empty netter for the Golden Knights. The if they come back up 2-0, yes, there would be a confidence. Yes, it would be cool. I don't know the series is signed, sealed, and delivered, though, and here's why. It only takes one loss for the pressure to revert back to you big time. Because now it's two to one, and the Golden Knights are really good. And if it's two to one here, they're like, okay, let's go. And now it's two to two. So that's that's a that's a trap to fall into that I I think if you consider yourself to be the superior team and you get up by two, you're feeling really damn good. I would be very interested to see what Dean does if they win tonight as far as trying to keep the Wild really on edge and not get to where you're talking about because it's hard not to. Yeah. Like if you're up to rip and you've won two road games, you're going to be like, we're in control of this thing. But if it gets to two to one, then it's like, oh, hold on a second. We're not really up by that much, right? Because two nothing feels damn near insurmountable. Correct. Two one feels like, oh boy, here we go. So yeah, that that's gonna be an interesting thing. Um I don't yeah, I just I feel like this game is still going to be closer. Mm-hmm. I think Talbot I mean, the thing too is Talbot in game one, obviously unbelievable. He was the best player. And and the flower was great too, but he didn't win the game. Cam Talbot did. But the thing 
that you need, and this is a big ask, like this is a lot to ask, but the thing that you need is you almost need in a series like back-to-back games like he had in game one. Because, I mean, I'm talk- I've been talking about this. Can he win you a series? I don't think he's going to have four games like that. Uh, but I also don't know that there's a lot of room for a six-goal-against game or something like that. So it, it is going to be I, – I do think tonight's game, like game one was fun, and it's the start of the playoffs, right? And you're like, oh, this is exciting. I do think tonight's game is going to tell us a lot of stories. Yes. Like I think it's going to – I think this is the game because the old saying is a playoff series does not start until the road team wins a game. I feel like tonight's game, though, is going to set the book on what the series is. Like, I think we're going to learn a lot tonight, and I think it's going to stick. Like, if Talbot stands on his head again, then it's on. Like, then you're basically saying this guy's going to be phenomenal all series. If the Golden Knights win by six, you're going to be, or, you know, if the final score is six six to one, you're going to be saying, oh, was Sunday sort of a fluke? Because to your point about the stats, they all did some key stats certainly lean towards the Golden Knights. Tonight's game tells us a ton. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. And there's still, you know, Kirill drew so much attention in game one that he made Ryan Hartman, you know, and poor Ryan Hartman for that matter, um, look like a stud throughout the course of the game. He had a bunch of shots on on Flurry. Uh, but I'm curious if Fiala can bounce back because that Fiala-Johansson-Rask line was terrible. Um I'm curious to see what happens with uh, with Greenway, Eck, and Bellino if they can still shut down the Vegas Golden Knights, especially if Pacioretty's back. Yeah, that, that changes yep. everything. So he and he led them in the regular season. Here I've got the stat right here. Yeah. Max Pacioretty uh, led them in the regular season with 24 goals. He's good. He's so damn like he's good. well and and I, I heard um, who was it an analyst talking on the league's radio serious channel, and it's a really good point. He said Vegas's problem is without Pacioretty, they don't have a ton of guys that can actually finish. That's like, a good point. like they can set up goals and they're good offensively, but they don't have like a plethora of guys yeah. who can actually put the puck in the net. And so Pacioretty He's a stud. is the key guy there. Yeah, he's great. I, I was just gonna I accidentally screwed up my uh scoring chart here. Um but yeah, so Pacioretty, twenty four goals, power play guy, mm-hmm. finisher. So I've got three things tonight, at least. Okay. All right? Number one is a question about consistency of one player. Because I thought in game one he was really good. Jordan Greenway. Foligno, I know. Erickson Eck, I know. Like, they might score goals, they might not, but I know them. I know what I'm going to get from them. And we talked about this on the playoff preview that we did, Declan. Jordan Greenway, if he applies himself, which he did on Sunday, 11 hits in, in that game led the Wild. And I think you said it was a, what, team playoff record? Yeah. Jordan Greenway on Sunday. And and don't discount on the overtime goal what he did. Because that was a faceoff in the in the Vegas zone that Erickson Eck lost. Uh, the Golden Knights had it. Felino forced the turnover, but it was Greenway that then picked up the puck. And as he started to go behind the Vegas goal, lost his edge. But he's the one that got it out front to Felino, who deflected it or passed it to Eck. Like that was a workman type of goal or a workman type of play by Greenway that you have to have. So one is, okay, that's one game. That's awesome. But that's one game. Like, can you bring that intensity consistently? Because if you do, that line 
is just completely, in my opinion, solidified then. Because Foligno, Eck, Greenway, now I know all three. That's pretty damn good. It's funny how you remember playoff hockey goals. Like the Nino Niederreiter game seven goal is, you know, Nino scores the goal. It's great. You're Dan Heatley, aren't you? But yeah, you remember yeah. Heatley sets it up. You remember Brodziak's the one who passes it to Nino. Yep. It's funny how once you get in the post, like I couldn't tell you how Joel Erickson X scored. Honestly, 90, I, I can tell you the style he could. Because uh, he's just a dirty, greasy player who scores goals, garbage goals in front of the net. Yep. I couldn't tell you what led the play to set that up, but when it's the postseason, when we're watching it like this and things are heightened, you literally remember every tiny little detail like that, and that does matter, and it does stand out. So I, I, I know what you're saying. All right. Number two. Player two, I think he's going to score at least a goal tonight and certainly get on the score sheet, Kirill Kaprizov. Okay. Sunday, he was damn good. He didn't have a point, but he was damn good. And you're right in saying Ryan Hartman had, I believe the NBC stat was six high-quality scoring chances because he plays with Kaprizov. I think Kaprizov scores. I The the save that Fleury made on Kaprizov, where he contorted his body in ways that would completely end my life, was incredible. But I, I think he scores. I saw nothing in his game on Sunday, Dex, that didn't translate. Like, it wasn't like, oh, my God, he's on the playoff stage, and now this looks slightly too big. I saw a guy who early on blocked a shot, and it clearly hurt, but he still did it, and who had scoring chances and who contributed like he always does. I think that translates into at least a goal tonight, if not a goal and an assist. Uh, but he's the, re- he's the reason why I don't think the Wild gets blown out partially too because yep. he's just so damn good like there there are things about this franchise now that we've never seen like in 20 years we've never seen a superstar um an attitude that's positive um you know i mean sunday's ga- sunday's game literally if that was a playoff game four years back could have been seven to two golden knights yep and i wouldn't have been surprised one bit totally dubnik doesn't play as well the Wilds are like, oh, it's not our night. <laughs> or or 7-5, to five, but they score four of the five goals in the third period because they're trying to come back and rally. So I think Kaprizov has at least a goal and probably a couple points tonight. And it won't surprise me one bit because yeah. he certainly could have had that on his on the score sheet on Sunday. I'd be, yeah, I'd be shocked if he's held scoreless again. Look, that, that that's the MO of any opposing team in this playoffs. Shut down Kirill Kaprizov. Can everyone else beat you? Can Fiala beat you? Can the greenway Ek felino line beat you? Um, can your power play work? And if you can shut down, if you can shut down Kirill Kaprizov, you're going to have a pretty good success to try to win a hockey game against the Wild in the postseason. And the third curiosity for me is the guy that we uh, discussed pretty extensively on Sunday, Matthew Dumba. He didn't have a good game again, I didn't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is. He has too much ability and talent to not be doing more. And I would just start by saying this, and we, we've been imploring Zuccarello to do this for months. Shoot the damn puck. Yeah. If nothing else, shoot the puck. Get the puck on net or just towards the net. It can get deflected. I, I mean, have you seen, if you have been consistently watching the playoff games across the league so far, how many deflected pucks, bouncing pucks because they get deflected, have we seen? A ton. Yeah. I mean, those are what beat goaltenders right now. Right. It's not the sexy, great move. It's the shot from the top of the slot that gets deflected, goes off a skate. I don't know. But Matthew Dumba, the, he, that's in his arsenal completely, Declan. Right. The, you know, when we were, you and I were just talking off mic, 
a little bit ago about how that, that how amazing the Kale McCarr goal was for Colorado yesterday oh, on God. top of the point. Now, McCarr is, is I think, even a better skater than Matthew Dumba is, and, and he's, a, he's a lethal player. He's a way better player. Way yeah. better player. No one's debating that. But you're right. But he has the howitzer. He has the capability to put in the shot from the top of the point on that power play. Yep. And you, he does not, I'm not trying to say he has to mimic Cal McCarr, but they need Matthew Dumba to have a better game. But he can get that shot on get the shot. towards the goal. 100%. Like he's got he's got a big time shot. Yes. He can't skate like Makar and that's fine. But he's got that ability to shoot the puck and and the point is Flurry played great on Sunday, but how many fluky shots came in? And I mean, I hate to back up Patrick and Phil, but I will in hockey, it's those fluky yeah. and and by by fluky I don't mean the shot off the stick. I mean, what happens to the shot on the way towards the goal? I hear you. Because I mean, the the Erickson Eck goal on Sunday is Erickson Eck gets the shot. Alec Martinez goes to block it, right? Yep. It goes off his skate. If that doesn't go off his skate, I think Flower saves it. So the point being is those greasy, dirty, ugly, hard to see goals mm-hmm. this time of year mm-hmm. are the goals that you want. And I think Matthew Dumba is equipped to take that shot a lot. Mm-hmm. So I love I like those three. I think those are the three things that the Wild will need going forward here in this in against game two. Final uh, thoughts from you before we wrap this sucker up? Uh, I, you know, again, I would like to see my guy Fiala get going. I would like to see a situation where Nico Stern possibly gets moved up and you demote Rask. Um, I'm curious how those adjustments are. Again, I, I'm just curious how those adju- in-game adjustments are. If they're down in the third period, do you think that yes. they put 97 and 22 <laughs> together? Yes, I do. I do. I knew exactly where you're going with that. Didn't mean to jump in, but yes, they 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 100 have to. If if they're down, look if they're down big, if they're down big, if it's like five one, you know, early in the third, I don't care. Punt in the game. I I, I I'm not maybe not punt in the game, but I can see a situation where they don't do that. But if you need a goal badly, yes, put them together. But I'm saying let's say it's you know, let's say it's four two late. Yeah. So yeah. you know, scoring two goals is not out of the question. Correct. Yeah. No, put them together. You have to put them together. Mix and match it how you want to go. It. You you yeah. absolutely you have to. You 100 percent have to. All right, we're done. Say your thing. Pass shoot score. Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? Embark your dog with Embark's dog DNA test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA. That's DNA to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.